Well, good morning. This is God Talk. How are you today? This is Pastor Dan, and uh, we're beginning to have people spread and begin to listen. We really haven't marketed it a lot around the world yet. We're still working up to that, trying to build a master list. So thank you for being with us. Uh, this on my schedule would be Monday morning, but uh, it may not be that when you're actually listening. We just want to have something that you can listen while you're driving, if you have to commute or while you're walking. Grab a podcast and just have a few minutes with God. I walked three miles late this afternoon and got most of three sermons I listened to from Willow Creek back in Chicago. So uh, just anything that uh, kind of stirs your spirit uh, is a blessing. And so we're trying to, to add something to that. Because we're coming out of Easter just uh, a week and a half ago, talking about some of the implications that Easter means. So what? And uh, so this title, this sermon is titled, Hit Him, Hit Him, Hit Him. So uh, let me see what you think here as we as we get into this. There was a, a pastor friend of mine years ago who told me a story that uh, he was sitting watching uh, Ivan Lendl, and I think against... Uh, I don't know, McEnroe or somebody. And he and his son were for Yvonne Lendl at the time. And uh, it was in the U.S. Open, and, and the Lendl had lost the first set. And his son said, don't worry, Dad, he's going to have a great comeback. Then he lost the second set. Don't worry, Dad, <laughs> lost several more games. He looked down, and his son, whose name is Ben, was, was praying. And he said, Dad, don't worry, he's, he's going to come back. It's going to be the greatest comeback in history. <laughs> I've been praying for him, except that he lost. Uh, and, and the boy had a hard time ever kind of believing in prayer again because he thought that if he prayed, it would make a difference and, and tilt the scales. Does Jesus have anything to do with winning? I watched uh, the draft uh, the other night for a few minutes with my son. And this Christian, a quarterback from Alabama, he's from Hawaii originally, and he's deeply spiritual. Family is very godly. I've listened to uh, interviews with him. And as soon as he gets drafted, he talks about the Lord Jesus Christ and God. I mean, did God have anything to do with this? I'm, I'm great that he's a great guy. Does God help win Super Bowls or games or anything? We were uh, playing Monopoly when my boys were little. And I looked over. Every time the boys were rolling the dice, they were trying to miss my hotel. They were closing their eyes before rolling the dice. I said, why are you closing your eyes? He's, we're praying. I said, you can't, you can't pray over the dice. Why not? Because you're supposed to land on my hotels. I heard Evie Hill, who's a great black preacher. I've heard a couple, three great sermons by him. He was at Promise Keepers in Los Angeles, 70,000 men sitting there in the stadium. And he said, when the devil came to Jesus, Jesus said, devil, it is written. And that's what he said. It is written. And every time the devil opened his mouth, Jesus threw scripture in his mouth. He said, Satan came down and Jesus said, devil, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He said, he hit him over and over and over again with scripture. And guess what happened? The devil ran. And he said, guess what you can do beginning today? You don't have to take it. You don't have to take Satan's mess. You don't have to take his stuff. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him with Scripture. Is he right? Can we do what Jesus did? Has the power that Jesus had over the devil jumped to us 2,000 years later? And we can hit him with Scripture. It is written. And he has to run. I grew up scared to death about demons. I don't know about you. 
I uh, went to high school in Singapore, but I think I've heard about this other places. And there was always this rumor about kids in dorms who would put a key in the Bible. I don't even know what the verse is. Some verse. And weird stuff would happen, like lights or voices. Man, why would they play with that stuff? It must be crazy. Why would you do something that you know it was supposed to wake the demons up and make them show up? Let them be over there in the mission field somewhere, or in the jungle somewhere, or with witch doctors. But... <laughs> Whatever, don't bring them here. Why would you do that? One of my brothers many, many years ago snuck away in college to go watch The Exorcist when it came out. And I said, are you crazy? If you want to go to movies, you know, it's against our rules and family rules. That's up to you. But why would you go see the demons? I read a story about a pastor. He was in the South Seas and he'd be out snorkeling, uh, spearfishing to get food for his family. And uh, animals would come up, right? snakes and alligators, crocodiles, whatever come right up to his mask and then turn away as demons. He knew they were demons trying to get him to give up his faith. Oh, it's terrible. It scared me to death to hear those stories. I uh, I want to stay under Satan's radar. Can we just do a little one-minute dem demonology 101? The demons are real. You can say these are just psychological problems if you want, but the Bible is crystal clear. Demons are real. Ephesians 6 verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the powers of the dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil. Here in America, we may not hear voices or demons trying to choke you, but demons are real. They're evil. And they're not just one, Satan or devil. In the Luke, it says that they are legion or many. Revelation 12 says there's one-third of the angels were thrown out. Another place that says that 200 million will come out of the pit. There are enough demons for everybody. They're everywhere. They know you. They know your name. They know everything about you. They never sleep. They spend every minute dreaming up scheme to destroy you and your soul. Designed just to try to tempt you. And they're powerful. These movies that have come out that have these evil forces like Matrix movies or Lord of the Rings. The evil forces are powerful. And they're everywhere, and it takes everything everybody has to fight them off. Even Jesus said, these are powerful. They only come out with much prayer and fasting, which is why the battle has taken thousands of years. So uh, starting tomorrow, we're going to wrestle with the whole uh, atonement theology that focuses on Jesus came down uh, to, to win a battle. That everything depended on this one-on-one, mano-a-mano battle between Jesus and Satan out in the wilderness and the desert all through his life. Satan trying to get him to sin one time that would destroy the whole plan or to step away from the cross or keep him in the grave. And Jesus won. So we'll talk about that. That's the so what of Easter and the resurrection. This is God Talk. Thanks for being with us. And uh, you'll impact, you'll be with the demons today. But may the Jesus who rose from the grave give you victory today. And he that is within you is greater than he who is in the world. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.